Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. In today's Lima, the Mesil Sasham talks about something that might be hard to relate to at first, but I think we can find a good example. He's discussing the idea of tarfus, of treif, of kosher, keeping a kosher kitchen. And he says at the next level of the list, he spoke about money, he spoke about illicit relationships, now he's speaking about keeping a kosher kitchen. And he says it's so difficult, there's so many uh, areas of pitfall, and he, and he lists a whole bunch of them. And one might look at this and say, I don't know what he's talking about. Now, it's true that if a person did not grow up keep, keeping a kosher kitchen, it could be overwhelming at first. It's a little bit uh, disheartening when you find out I can't eat certain foods. I'm so used to that. But it's something like anything. You know, people go on the craziest diets. You know, keto, right? Here's a good example. You go on keto, no more sugar. You're done with sugar. Like, literally everything has sugar. Yet, somehow, millions upon millions of people are capable of doing this or the Atkins diet, whatever it may be. When it comes to keeping a kosher kitchen, oh, I can't give it up. The truth is, like anything, you just get used to it. Okay, so now we're dealing with somebody who's used to keeping a kosher kitchen. So what is the Mesil Sasham talking about? In the modern era, it is very easy to keep kosher. The vast majority of our supermarkets have kosher, whether they like it or not, they have kosher products. You go into any Walmart anywhere in the United States, or, or you know, wherever it may be, and I'm sure you will find kosher products. Many of our supermarkets have kosher meat, and so on and so forth. So what, what's he talking about? Now, just in historical context, the Mesil Sasham was in the early 1700s, and back then, you didn't have this exactly. You know, the OU didn't exist yet. So you have to create your own kosher food. And then you could start with the rationalizations. I'm not so sure. Maybe this really is kosher. Did I salt it properly? I think I did because I don't want to, you know, throw it out. And, and so on. You, 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 would, you would travel to some sort of a hotel. The hotel was owned by somebody who wasn't Jewish. And are you able to rely on the fact that what they're serving you is what they say it is? It's beef and it's kosher. I don't know. It says who? Like, and so on. Okay, so that's true for then. But what about in the modern era? And the reality is that we do have these shilas in the modern era. Maybe not to the extreme or to the extent that the Masil Sasham is talking about, but we do have these subtle areas of rationalization. I think a very common area, and I'm not getting into the halachic aspect because there actually might be a leniency over here, but a very common area of the person is, am I fleshics? Right? Oh, we got to the Malva Malka, they're serving the ice cream, and I know my meal ran kind of late, and I'm not sure if I'm fleshic, so I'm sure it's fine. Now, again, halachically, there actually might be a, a, a good reason to, to allow it, it's based on the suffix and on a certain other behuda, but, but the point is, what's the mindset? Is it because I'm going through the halachic process and saying, okay, I'm relying on whatever you know, the achronim say, or is it because, ah, I'm sure it's fine? Right? So I think that's a very common scenario, but perhaps a little bit more um, scary are two scenarios, Basr Shanis Alamanayin, which is a scenario where you have a piece of meat and you didn't, you know, it wasn't um, watched. So these can happen. A person gets a delivery and the delivery person is not Jewish. So again, there might be coolers, there might be allowances, and a person should ask thereof. But what is our mindset? Is our mindset, oh, I'm sure it's okay. Right? That's the rationalization mind, mindset. I would never eat trave. I would never eat non-kosher in my house, but, but this came from a kosher place. I'm sure it's okay. If that's our thinking, well, we are not naki. We, now, if we call the Rav, and the Rav says it's okay because, you know, in whatever the Psaac is, great. But if our thinking is, I'm sure it's not a problem. Another area is, and this could be a pretty scary area, is that some of us have, let's say, help in the house. So you have a housekeeper, and you leave for, I don't know, a couple of hours. I don't know. Again, you have to be careful. Is the housekeeper perhaps you know cooking up a, a dinner for, for, for themselves or whatever it is? And, and even if they're using kosher ingredients, the halacha is that if a non-Jew cooks something, that's bishalakam, and that's not kosher, and it makes the, the, the kalim not kosher. I remember just quickly a story I once had a Rebbe tell us 
this was back when I was in elementary school, that he uh, had a painter in the house, and right before he left, he left for a little bit, he told the, the, the fellow multiple times, no cooking, I'm coming back in 20 minutes, don't cook, make sure you don't cook. And again, no problem, Rabbi, no problem. Anyways, this Rabbi of mine leaves, he comes back 20 minutes later, and there's the guy cooking, he had on the stove, in my Rebbe's pot, he had put on, he had brought with him some hot dogs or something, and he was boiling up hot dogs. So he said, I think the guy's name was Michael, he said, Michael, I told you no cooking, what are you doing? He's like, Rabbi, that ain't cooking, that's hot dogs. So a person has to be super clear when we say no cooking, exactly what we mean, and we have to be on top of it. If we're not, then we're going to, you know, that's the best because then we avoid the situation. But if not, we're going to be very careful and not to tell ourselves, oh, I'm sure it's okay, but we should, we should ask a Shaila. Have an amazing day. You have been listening to a Shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily Shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.